0: Hello friends, welcome to today's episode of the Christie show. And today we have a very special guest, Carol. Hi. Hi. Bye back and shine. Introduce yourself. Who is you? (laughs) I is.
1: (laughs) Who are you? What are you? The who is easy, the what is complicated, but. I
0: identify. I am. That's my pronouns. (laughs)
1: I am Carol Weaver, um, don't know how much you want me to go into detail about who I am, but...
0: Let's talk about what you do with your life.
1: Okay, yes. so I, <laughs> I am a, a young professional, I suppose. I am a senior technical writer for an insurance company. So that lets me um, basically do a lot of um, writing and graphic design, marketing for the most part. Mm -hmm. And I've been a technical writer for about three years and senior technical writer for two years.
0: Okay, so what made you get into graphic design?
1: Um, It kind of happened by accident. (laughs) Um, Long story short, um, I always knew that I wanted to do... knew that i wanted to do marketing just wasn't sure in what way that was going to play out like if i was going to be working with like an actual like advertising agency or what have you but basically i was discovered a little bit after i graduated um because the last couple years that i was in college i had added a minor to my resume i guess you say i added a minor Mm-hmm. and so once I graduated the school asked me to come and I guess do a little speech if you will about how um, my minor accompanied the major that I took and how it helped me you know develop skills and one of the people at that um presentation happened to be my um previous um manager um we got you know reorganized but he was my he became my manager and he I guess saw something that he liked in my skill set and as they say the rest is history
0: So you weren't always into graphic design
1: and stuff like that growing up. Right, it kind of came by um, circumstance because I've always wanted to do writing specifically, Mm -hmm. creative writing if possible. And I kind of knew from a young age that like, unless you're Stephen King or something it's really hard to make a living off of that. Right. So what really happened Mm -hmm. was I was going to take a more quote unquote practical um, uh, um, path in life. But my aunt-in-law, of all people who, you know, like you realize that there's family members you don't really talk to a lot, but they somehow know a lot about you. She literally took me into a room and kind of basically had the whole do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life spiel. (laughs) And so she asked me what I really like doing. And I told her I really like writing, but I don't know in what way to make a job out of that. So that's when I started going down the rabbit hole of, you know, writing for marketing and um, graphic design itself kind of came as a byproduct because I ended up taking graphic design classes in college because they kind of supplemented the writing stuff. So it kind of all came together. So
0: is that how you got into the corporate part of the graphic design business?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Because, um, again, it's kind of, you know, finding the right people at the right time and then kind of recognizing your skills and what you have to bring to the table. So,
0: So being a Black woman, obviously, Um, I'm assuming you are in a majority white area, and also probably male dominated, I assume?
1: Um, surprisingly, not as much. So as for the black aspect, yes. Um, On my particular team, because my team is made up of a bunch of miniature teams, Mm -hmm. my particular team, I am the only black person. And to add insult to injury, I'm also one of the youngest members of my team. I'm like one of the few, um, millennials on my team there's like one other person but I don't know if she really counts because she's kind of in a um a migrating role because she's sampling jobs on different teams to like build her experience so I'm kind of like the main permanent millennial if you want to call it that (laughs) as for male dominated um my team is pretty well mixed like the miniature team that I'm on is all women Mm -hmm. So that's kind of um, surprising. (laughs) And my current manager now is a woman. And even before she was my manager, I felt comfortable because the previous manager, even though he was a man, his manager was a woman who is now the person that I uh, report. So it was a whole, uh, it never felt too too male dominated. And all of the men that I'm lucky enough to work with are pretty cool. So I was lucky in that regard.
0: So do you deal with any of the stereotypical office drama
1: like unfair wages, racism, sexism, any of that I major. wouldn't say the I wouldn't say the sexism as much. Kind of hard to know about the wages because unfortunately it's not you know common practice to talk about um wages um with your coworkers and also I don't know where I would fit into that because being one of the youngest um on my team um, since I have fewer years of work experience, it's not really comparable anyway, because everyone else has years more of experience, which is something I'll circle back to later. Mm-hmm. But um, the black thing comes up every now and then, and only because it's like <laughs> it's usually because I end up speaking with somebody that ends up being, and I'm b- borrowing this term from a YouTuber, mm-hmm. diet racist.
0: That's so a wait, <laughs>
1: So the way that I see diet racists is they're like the opposite of a Karen, because they're like, they don't have any issue. They don't have any issue with black people. In fact, they really like black people. It's just sometimes they either say things or think things that make them very unsympathetic to the black struggle. So so like
0: prejudice, microaggression stuff like that.
1: I don't even want to call it a microaggression because you know it's not even like you know oh you speak well for a black person it's not even that level stuff Mm -hmm. it's more like if i say something as a black woman that should be the end of it (laughs) (laughs) so let me give you one one example there's actually a couple but i'll give you one example so before i had a car one of my co-workers was um carpool or offered to carpool um offered to let me carpool with her. There we go. Once my office moved, because my office um, was on one side of town and it ended up moving to the other side of town. I didn't have a car. So I asked and she was so generous because, you know, she was like, not only will I drive you, I won't ask for gas because we live so close to each other. It's no, you know, off my nose. Like she's really, she's a really sweet woman. So it's always weird when this kind of crap comes from people that in theory have like good intentions. <laughs> So, you know, this had been going on for months. And, you know, we had, you know, very pleasant dialogue, you know, along the car ride because it was about a 30-ish, no, not even that, 20-ish minute car ride most mornings. Mm -hmm. And so one particular morning, for whatever reason, the the conversation turned to sports. And she was talking about football, I guess, because she knew that both she and I weren't really into football, but her husband was. Right. So, you know, after we kind of agreed that, you know, we don't really care about football per se, out of absolutely nowhere, she felt... She felt bold enough to suddenly mention, she she was like, but I must say, I believe what Colin Kaepernick did was so unnecessary.
0: Why was that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing. So I am in a really bad situation because we're still like 10 minutes out from my job. I will go to jail if I punch this lady in the face. Mm -hmm. And... (laughs) And also I'm a black woman sitting in a white lady's car. So and
0: she just said some off the wall shit. So.
1: Exactly. And so in my very, like, you know, how we code switch. So in my very like white person tone, I was like, you know, well, it's, you know, I understand why he did it. Cause he did it to highlight an issue in a public way that not everybody was paying attention to. I obviously her it on ass included, but, <laughs> <laughs> but she was just like, well, I think that basically the way she framed it is she made it seem like he was making it more about himself than the actual issue that was at hand because otherwise he could have done it like off the field or off camera or whatever like he could have found a different way to protest and I'm just like no that defeats the purpose of gaining the attention for these issues so I don't know if she realized that she overstepped her bounds. because when we got to work I got out of her car I didn't speak to her the rest of the day and after that I kind of I don't know if that was like the the (laughs) The breaking point that made me like, I should really figure out how to get my own car. <laughs> because I've been saving up, but that kind of pushed me over the edge a little bit. So And she never apologized, so that leads me to believe she probably didn't realize that she had um said something out of Lost pocket. Because <laughs> I think the issue that I was in, aside from the precariousness of this woman is, you know, not only doing me a favor, but I really need to, you know, not, you know, pick my battles, you know. The other issue that I had is like somebody that's thinking like this at her age, I probably can't change her mind anyway. So, you know, even though I felt the need to defend myself and my people, um, I I don't think it was really going to take me that far. And so even now it's kind of made our relationship kind of weird because, you know, she's super friendly and she'll reach out to me randomly just to be like, you know, hey, I was thinking of you and I hope you're well. And it's like our relationship could have been a lot better had she I just mean, like, kept her I mean, bigotry to Right. <laughs>
0: So that kind of goes into my next question because obviously um, growing up in South Carolina, it's not really big on the arts at all, whether it's musical theater or graphic design. Um, In fact, a lot of people that I know, you're probably one of the few that has actually been successful with graphic design. So yeah, my question is, specifically for the minorities because not saying that other people don't have issues too but it does seem like a lot of black artists down south get handed the bad end end of the stick what would be your advice for somebody that is either trying to have their own business or get on the corporate side like you
1: On the corporate side, I would say try to find ways to incorporate what you're trying to do into your work. So just as an example, before I got the current job that I have with the insurance company, I had a temp job as a um, temporary leasing agent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for the most part, that's just dealing with, you know, people's leases and, you know, helping them when they have the maintenance and stuff. But it's also about, you know, bringing in potentially new residents. So I had to try to like make some of the marketing (laughs) background that I got from college, you know, applied to that job. Like I helped them make little signs, uh, tell people about the free um, coffee and popcorn that's in the, um, that was in the lobby, you know, while they're waiting or while they want to speak to us, things like that. And, you know, helped respond to emails. And so I guess what I would say is if you can't do exactly what you want to do professionally, I would say work elements of what you want to do into um, whatever job you have because honestly somebody might recognize that you're able to do something and either you know ask you to do a little bit more or at the very least you know especially for artists you can just keep adding things to your portfolio so,
0: so what you say is basically based on who
1: you know to an extent yeah because I mean in a way that is kind of how I ended up getting the job that I have now is because my you know, college ended up setting up that, you know, kind of meet and greet, if you will. So that is how I met my um, former boss. So to an extent, it is a little bit about who you know. But um, if you don't know anybody, because, you know, I didn't live in South Carolina. So the people that I knew, it was somewhat limited. So, you know, I think I would say just, you know, try to find places to put yourselves, you know, go to um, like professional mixers or gatherings for certain types of career um because I was doing that in college um, before graduation. I didn't get too much of a chance to do it after college because I was establishing stuff, but um, I would definitely admit that getting out there definitely helps.
0: So um, obviously I'm not going to ask you to reveal where you work at because that's creepy, but what what is a stereotypical day for you?
1: A stereotypical day for me is doing a bunch of random stuff. Because even though graphic design and writing is the main part of um, my role, or at least it was before I became senior technical writer, in which case I have a few more um, responsibilities. Mm-hmm. I kind of work that being kind of the the Jill of all trades, if you will, like any miscellaneous questions that people ask, you know, maybe I know the answer and maybe I can help them with it. If not, I can at the very least hook them up with somebody that can help them. Mm-hmm. So a typical day for me is usually um, duct tape and stuff together <laughs> in a metaphorical sense, you know, if something's not working, you know, figuring out a, a solution for it. Um, I am a little bit of a supervisor for an offshore team. So, you know, making sure that they have the tools they need to, to get um, materials out the door is a big part of that job. Um, working with, you know, either product or um, underwriting to make sure that we're saying the right things in those materials. So making sure that the information's correct. So that's kind of our main or my main um, focus throughout most of the day is just keeping things being a a well-oiled machine of sorts.
0: So what is the best project that you worked on?
1: um best projects that's always fun um I guess whenever I get to redesign something I kind of stress to whoever ends up being my manager at the time because it changes every few years but whoever ends up being my manager I make sure to stress to them that like whenever they have me doing like projects where I have to like redesign something or create a new marketing piece that's when I'm the happiest Mm -hmm. the more creative I'm able to be the better I mean of course I have to stick within um certain styling guidelines, but even that, you know, still has a lot of potential and opportunity. So that those types of things end up being my favorite. So like right now I'm helping to to redesign some of our rate sheets and our benefit summaries, and Mm -hmm. I've really been enjoying it.
0: So it's basically like where you have more kind of a creative control? Definitely. Okay. So basically y'all make y'all made designs for other companies and stuff like that.
1: To an extent, yeah, because basically we're designing materials for other companies to advertise um, their medical plans to um, their members.
0: Okay, so I don't know if we touched on, I think we touched on it a little bit earlier in our previous question, but for people that are actually interested, um, what does the education look like? How, um, which schools would you recommend going? What major stuff
1: like that? No idea about schools, but as for the major, um, I can kind of speak for myself and a couple of my coworkers, because a couple of my coworkers are English majors, as I am. Yeah. Um, in my in my school, um, I went to Columbia College um the english major has a a focus called writing for print and digital media and that's the field that i went into so it basically helps you learn how to write for a bunch of different platforms whether it be blogging or social media or magazines and newspapers what have you so that kind of helped me learn how to write for different platforms and then applied computing helped me get some of my um html and css um experience you don't necessarily need that for um all marketing um, jobs. The reason that I got it was kind of by consequence and then it ended up being helpful in my job because sometimes we do um things that require HTML like certain um design elements and a little bit of website um work but not too deep into that. But so that's kind of what I would recommend. And like I said some of my coworkers are also um English majors and um I think some people um focused on technology as well but they work on other teams. So
0: so you don't necessarily have, to have a graphic
1: design degree in order No, to do I don't think so. I don't think so. I would recommend even just take because I don't technically have a graphic design degree. It's just um, I chose graphic design as one of, oh, excuse me, as one of my credits and, oh, excuse me, it ended up being very helpful because it got me um, familiar with some of the programs that I end up using every day at work. So.
0: Okay, so would you recommend getting familiar with the different software?
1: um, Oh yeah, things like InDesign, Illustrator, uh, Photoshop, things like that, definitely. Even Word to an extent. Word isn't really a design program, but because of certain requirements that um, my company has to abide by, we end up using it as a um, design piece a lot and it still works fairly well.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So what was the most difficult one? For you to learn how to use,
1: which was um, I guess still kind of Photoshop. Um, I can do it; it's just it takes a lot more finagling. And I feel validated in that because even my graphic design teacher said that in this class you will not learn how to do everything in Photoshop. After this class, Google it because because it's so like expansive and you know there's so many um, possibilities with it. So she gave us a good head start, but she was like, I've been using it for years and I'm still learning stuff. So. <laughs>
0: So it's not necessarily that necessary, but it is a good know-how.
1: Yeah. That's Cause at the like... end of the day, whatever you don't learn, you can Google. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so outside of your job, what do you do? Like, do you have um, any hobbies? Do you <laughs> have a love life? What, what do you do? <laughs>
1: not currently a love life other than that i basically do boring stuff especially because of quarantine so i'm a nerd so i like you know video games and anime so every now and then i'll partake of that um reading and writing um i do try to practice drawing because even though i you know am adequate at graphic design drawing by hand is something i've never really quite mastered so i keep trying to to kind of hone a little bit of skills on that because i like anime so much i read webtoons and so it's like you know, I'm very um, envious of people that can draw, so mm-hmm. I live a little vicariously through them. <laughs> you
0: ever thought about writing a book, Then?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, so a couple of years ago, I guess that was 2018, I did do um, NaNoWriMo, which is, for those that don't know, is National uh, Novel Writing Month, which is every November. Mm-hmm. So that's basically, um, for the month of November, um, basically it's writing, I think it was 50,000 words within 30 days, something like that which is always interesting cuz it ends on my birthday. But um I did get a good head start on writing a novel. I haven't finished it yet cuz I'm still like ironing out the details, but I made a very good head start um that year. So I would highly recommend. I do hope to someday publish at least a book or two, but it hasn't happened quite yet. Are
0: you more into fiction, nonfiction, manga? More
1: so fiction. <laughs> What type of fiction? I wish I had the capacity to do a, like a webcomic or a manga, but again, that requires some artistic skill that I don't quite have just yet.
0: <laughs> well, we are running out of time. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> this is great no problem. problem. <laughs> All
1: right. Have a good night, Carol. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me. No
0: problem.